0: Welcome to Flourish. I'm Naya Plantedin and you're in the right place if you're ready to create an inspired life. And we do still be working on our own personal development. So we can be strong role models for those who love a mentor and strong for our own personal well-being. Today is the day when we're on the final chapter in the best-selling book by Maxwell Maltz on the magic of self-image psychology. He gives us the 12 magic pieces to put together to finalize this puzzle. He calls it your daily dozen, 12 ways to a new self image. Here's number one, truth. The Greeks had a prop verb. From the gods come the saying, know thyself. But your truth about yourself is so often false. Most people tend to downgrade their abilities, their value as human beings, their assets. Dwelling on failures and overlooking success, they whip themselves emotionally with an almost sadistic intensity. Is your truth about yourself real or is it an alien concept, divorced from reality and destroying you from within? Learn to see yourself as you really are in your best moments. That is the truth. That is who you really are. It's in all of us. We just have to keep building ourselves up, bringing it to the surface, and encouraging others to do so as well. Number two, imagination. Ah, what a wonderful tool this can be, but most people do not cultivate it. The great instrument of moral good is the imagination. That was written by Percy Shelley, an England's great romantic poet. Hubert claimed that imagination is the eye of the soul. Neglected fields will not produce prolific crops. And neglected imagination will not lead you into the green pastures of an abundant life. Learn to use mental picturing to plot for you the way to a better future. Visualize yourself in the roles and situations you have relished. Keep on imagining yourself in these successes over and over till your success pictures blot out your failure pictures. Make your imagination a friend to be treasured instead of a storehouse of fears. Visualize the future self that you want and move forward towards that. Daily steps, believing in yourself, believing is number one. Action has to be taken though to win that race. Your mind's not a wishing well, (laughs) it's a powerful imagination tool. Create that vision board, create that action board, create that action plan. Start with the end in mind. Steve Covey said that, right? How about this? Guess who said imagination is more important than knowledge? Albert Einstein. Put that on your vision board. Imagination. Where do you see yourself? How's your week going so far? (laughs) How's that to-do list coming? Start by resetting it and using your imagination for power. Our brains are a powerful tool. You can do it. Number three, relaxation. I like this. Life is short. And the individual who wastes it worrying throws away this precious gift that you were given. This is true. This is so true. While taking rest involves deep spiritual capacity. And forgive others. For forgiveness soothes the feeling. And bring this peace of mind. Forgive also because no one is perfect, including me, including you, including all of us, right? He says, relax with your failures and aim at the achievement of worthwhile goals. And forgive yourself. Give yourself a break. Learn from the past, but don't dwell on it. That's, that can be very, very depressing. Move yourself towards the future you want. Forgive yourself, whatever it is, whatever it is. That's the only way you're going to be able to move forward. And maybe you have to start forgiving someone else who disappointed you. It's a powerful, powerful way of relieving that stress that's bottled up inside. All right. Number four, that winning feeling. Oh yeah, this feeling can move mountains for you if you feel you are a good person who deserves success and happiness. I don't have crystal ball and I don't believe in palmistry, but I can foresee victories for the person who gets that winning feeling, that image of themselves in success roles. In the words of Emerson, self-trust is the first secret of success. And when this self-trust is crystallized into an image of winning, it carries a big punch. The spirit with which you tackle projects, your feeling about the self which performs in the world of reality, almost predetermines the results of your efforts. Once it is a part of your basic personality, this belief in yourself will pull you through crisis, and though it may be temporarily shaken, will revive you if catastrophe befalls you. As long as you keep stoking the fires of this feeling, you are rich. You feed your automatic success mechanism, and it produces for you. Self-trust is the first secret in success. First secret of success. Trust the process, and the process is within you. That's why you talk to yourself. You don't listen to that, "Mm, I wonder what they're thinking of me. Who cares? Nobody, nobody cares, right? Nobody's coming to help you. So you need to help yourself, and you need to encourage others that look up to you, that you mentor. Maybe you're raising a child. Oh, what a wonderful opportunity that is, right? You have to trust in yourself. You have to, have to, have to. And you will get that winning feeling. Mm, Number five, good habits. (laughs) Aristotle wrote, men acquire a particular quality by constantly acting in a particular way. Your habits added up and consolidated into a whole are you. If they are positively oriented, you are a person who goes towards success. If they are pernicious, you are stalking failure. Yeah. Habits change into character. Many people believe that you cannot change your habits. This is not so. You can discard bad habits and develop good ones if you're willing to work hard at change. Mm -hmm. And he says, go back to chapter five, and I will link that in the show notes as well, for a thorough analysis of this vital subject and learn to question habits that seem almost a part of you and yet are harmful to you. What could that habit be? Well, (laughs) try and focus on some good habits and the bad habits you can whittle away at. It's a whittling process. Doesn't matter what that habit is. Maybe maybe just begin with just a little bit of change. What is driving you to keep that habit going? Can you change that? Is that the trigger? I'm definitely linking this in the show notes. <laughs> it's a good idea. All right, number six, the aim. Of happiness. People have different goals. Some are basic, some minor. For example, you may have a basic goal of being a good school teacher and a minor one of putting your photo album in order when you get a few hours to spare. (laughs) I love that. People achieve happiness in different ways. Cicero thought a happy life consists in tranquility of mind. Mm -hmm. We deem those happy who, from experience of life, have learned to bear its ills without being overcome by them. Find your happiness, don't follow someone else's prescription. And I recently heard a new term in the neuroscience word of neuro neuroesthetics. So you surround yourself with beautiful things. You enjoy nature. Simplicity is happiness. Just laying and looking at the stars at night, Beautiful thing. Whatever that means to you, that brings you happiness and it's free. Just like this podcast (laughs) makes me happy. Unmasking is number seven. When you are driving a car 55 kilometers an hour on one of the highways, do you wear a blindfold? Of course not. Still, you may go through life wearing a mask to hide your true feelings. This is a blindfold because in hiding from others, you blind yourself to your potential qualities as a person. This degree of concealment is so unnecessary. It shows that you think of yourself as an undesirable person, a weakling, or a monster, (laughs) or who knows what. Your truth about yourself is false. When you learn to see yourself with kind eyes, you will have no need. For a mask. And I would add to that, other people are also wearing a mask. So, and I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt that said, Comparison is a thief of joy. You're comparing yourself maybe to somebody, or you're trying to be something that you think other people are expecting you to be. And guess what? (laughs) They're doing the same thing. Isn't that crazy? I'm not saying let your guard down, but be aware. What are you actually comparing yourself to? Be true to yourself. That was the number one. Truth, right? Okay, here we go. Number eight, compassion. This is one of the qualities that separates human beings from beasts, or it should be. When you feel for others deep in your heart, you are soaring to your most wonderful moments as a human being. Others' gratitude may come in return for your brotherly concern, but your real reward is the warm feeling you will experience towards others and towards yourself. Love of your neighbor will make you feel good about yourself, about your capacity as a worthy human being. Everything will taste better, you'll sleep better, and you will work better if you can feel genuinely compassionate. <laughs> Compassion cure more sins than condemnation. Yeah, that's a good way to focus on that, isn't it? Empathize with others. You know, it's so easy for people when they see somebody who's down on their luck, just having a bad day, or just is struggling. Much easier to just put them down a little more, isn't it? Push, push, push. No, no. Next time, try and empathize. Put yourself in their shoes. It'll make you feel so much more grateful for all that you have and all that you're becoming. Number nine, accepting your weaknesses. Hmm. (laughs) Well, insecurity is natural. It is like this with people. You may be strong, healthy, and successful, but there are no guarantees in life. And sometimes everything will go wrong for a while. Your strong self-image will befriend you, but as your trouble mounts, you will eventually feel tired and weak. Now the question is, do you accept your temporary weakness in a human way, or do you blame yourself for it, feeling that you're a total failure? This is a key question. If you reject yourself when you're weak, then you have no floor under you, and you can never feel secure. Your strength is not real. You are only a fair-weather friend to yourself, and your self-image is made of paper. Only when you accept your weaknesses and your strength can you, can you reach your full stature. We all have weaknesses. <laughs> Maybe uh, you're being hard on yourself because you like sugar too much. <laughs> and too much of anything is not healthy. I'm just giving you a for instance. But accept that weakness. Talk to yourself about it. Maybe it's one of those habits that you want to change. But don't beat yourself up. It's not going to help you. If you reject yourself when you're weak, then you have no floor under you. You need that foundation, that security, right? Okay, number 10. Living. With your mistakes. Now, this is starting to sound like negative vibes, isn't it? (laughs) Bear with me. The person who makes no mistake does not usually make anything. (laughs) In truer words, I know not. If you want happiness, you must overcome the perfectionistic streak in you that decrees you must never err. You cannot live with this kind of attitude. You can only cower in a shell of your own, making afraid to do anything. (laughs) gives a good example here. If Babe Ruth had condemned himself, every time he struck out, he would have destroyed his confidence in his ability to hit home runs. Stop destroying yourself with criticism and learn to laugh gently at yourself when you blunder. If striking out in the game of life doesn't bother you, then you can learn to hit home runs. And I really love the athletic analogy here. Because that corresponds to what I said earlier with respect to imagination. Athletes do this, and they are trained professional athletes. They visualize what they're going to do. They visualize exactly how they want the game to be played. They tell themselves these things over and over and over, and they're lucky they have professional people helping them out, training them to do this. But everybody can do this. Think of yourself as an athlete. What is it you want to win at? Keep that momentum going. Yeah, that's a good one. Number 11, being yourself. <laughs> All right, only when you are yourself does your life have real meaning. Stop basing your personality on the smiles or frowns of other people and give yourself the smile of approval that you need. Strengthen your self image, and others' criticisms will just bounce off you without ever getting beneath your skin. Ignore people who try and bully you into submission to their will, understanding that they do this out of weakness. You are truly successful only when you live your life the way you wish. That is the best definition of success I've ever heard. Living your life the way you wish. Don't let other people bully you. Remember, bullies, they have issues. And if somebody's belittling you, do not take their words to heart. Do not. It's hard. <laughs> but action wins the race, and if you take action and you take control, and you say, "Oh, they're uh, hmm, they're not being very nice to me. They must be weak." Oh, doesn't that put a nice twist on it? Oh, they don't think I can succeed. Hmm, I don't listen to bullies. Think about how you can talk yourself through that, and remember, nobody has control Look for. It your mind. Only you do. Use that powerful tool. And here we go with number 12, never retiring. (laughs) I love it. Ancient civilizations devised means of measuring time. Centuries, decades, years, months, weeks. These statistical devices, some people think, tell us whether we are old or young. But they don't. If you fill your days with activities that excite you, you are young even if you're a hundred years old. If everything bores you, you are old, even if you're 18. (laughs) When you approach 65, which society has long labeled a retirement age, you may be compelled to retire from your life work. Whether you are or not, continue to lead a useful, interesting life. Prepare some interest before retiring. Whether you have children or not, In case you're forced to retire, the time to grow up in one field is when you are retiring from another. Never go into an artificial state of hibernation. That is unnecessary. It will only weaken your self-image. And I heard an interesting study. 80-year-olds put in three groups. One group just lived their daily life. The second group sat around and reminisced from when they were 60s. They're in their 60s. And then the third group, I think this was on my own for a couple of weeks, were sent to a, a home, like their, their own home, from when they were 60, to live there, like they did when they were 60, and fend for themselves. Meaning, all the ladies and gentlemen, they had to make their own meals. They had to pick up their laundry, take out the garbage, do you know the chores that you would do when you think you're still vibrant and strong enough to do them, even carry their own luggage. And at the end of the study, the people who lived as if they were 60 years old actually got a little bit taller, got a little bit more vibrant, you know, they weren't slouching over on a walker anymore, they were holding their head up high with dignity and living life to the fullest. That is an interesting, interesting study. I'm just, ah, you know, it's a good thing I only think I'm 35. There you go. So he says, these are your daily dozens. Don't be skeptical about them. They will help you to live better. When things are going wrong, you feel depressed, listen to this again. Listen to it again and again. And he's saying this right here. He's saying read it, but we're doing a podcast. It will fortify your self-image. Once you feel better about yourself, you will see the world through different colored glasses. It will look better to you, and you will look better to it. The Daily Dozen. If you listen to this over and over and over again, boost your spirits, believe in yourself, use your imagination, see your future, and it will come to life for you. And guess what? You will live a more inspired life. Well, I hope you've enjoyed the magic power of self-image psychology it all begins with you and if you like the show share it with somebody you know and hey do us a favor and hit that subscribe button i will see you next week